1: That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
2: what is going on y'all we are back it is another episode of no bets Barred. this time it's the pfl world championships going down this week in new york city i will be in attendance for it at the uh, beautiful hulu theater connected to madison square garden it should be just a hell of a time i cannot wait for it uh before we get into that we got a breakdown last week we had a big weekend to combat sports jet how we doing man
3: i'm so jealous of you just gonna be in attendance for this uh where, where are you sitting? Do you, you do you have the good seats? I, I hear there are plenty of seats available. So if you're listening to this, you're in the New York area. You're like, I don't know what I'm gonna do Friday after Thanksgiving. Maybe go see our boy C Burks, you know, buy the man a brew and watch some fist fights, eh?
2: Yeah. So I actually have no idea where my seats are yet. I'm I'm depending on New York Rick. He's the uh, he's the ticket oh, Ricky. plug for me.
3: Ricky so, is the uh, ticket master.
2: Yeah, he's the ticket master. I'm, I'm kind of just going in, and it's just going to be a surprise where we sit. Maybe we're at the top. Honestly, there's really no bad seat in the Hulu Theater.
3: No, I mean, especially when you're there to watch. I mean, arguably the greatest MMA promotion in the world. You know, with the PFL.
2: Listen, million dollar fights, man. That's all six I care about. Like we got six of them. We got big checks coming out. We got five rounders. We got people's lives changing, and like. All I really ask for in, in an MMA fight is to either be incredibly entertaining, like it's just a banger of a fight, or give me some stakes. Make it matter. And million dollar checks coming out the back, that sounds like some stakes to me.
3: I mean, there there are hundred percent stakes on this card. Uh I have a, a, a variety of thoughts on it. If you're more if you're interested in those thoughts, I just recorded uh, Between the Links with the esteemed Mike Heck of MMAfighting.com. Great guy. Great website.
2: Great website. Great uh, guy. A little Tuesday Between the Links. Thanksgiving yeah, well,
3: off? You, you know, Thursday, Thanksgiving's off. Uh, we didn't do no no competition, just just getting something out there. We we talked today. That should... I don't think that's up on the, on the pod network yet. I think it goes up uh, still on, on Wednesday. So make sure to check that out. You can get my full thoughts, brief rundown as we'll get into it later, I'm sure you know, a lot of fights, but that's not that that's to come. Let <laughs> us first say
2: a, it's a seven fight main card. It's ridiculous. And it's like six an, of them could be five rounders.
3: Six of them could be 25 minutes. That's there's a lot going on. Let us say, let me extend my formal uh congratulations to you for getting the parlay pals back on track. Maybe there's an asterisk. What with, you know, the what happened? But no, I, the parlay pals are on track, you know, They're on track. And let me also extend to you the heartiest of welcomes. Welcome to the heavyweight overtrain.
2: Oh, my God. I mean, it's better than I ever could imagine. Like, you should have (laughs) seen me standing by myself in my living room, like, jumping up and down and, like, frantically being like, come on, Chase, you can survive, bro. You can survive. My only regret (laughs) is not taking to go to a decision as well.
3: Oh, my goodness. Once we got into that, like – we, we were texting, and I was with you the whole time. I was like, God, and it makes me feel alive every time. It was so delightful. And as soon as it cashed, I was like, whoo, because I it really looked it in looked trouble. Sweaty. I mean- It was so sweaty. Chase
2: Sherman's face was getting teed off on.
3: Just, and he had such a strong opening round, I felt, and then he just kind of like, all of a sudden was getting just lit up. Uh, and so, but then- You know, I was just happy with the win. And then suddenly it starts dragging on. And I'm like, man, I could have had a bet on goes to decision down. And oh, that's still, that would have been a great, a great feeling as well. So,
2: a shocking amount of people sent me uh, Waldo Cortez Acosta buy decision tickets at like plus four fifty. That was actually a, a decently popular wow. bet this week. And I mean, that's some sharp shit. Shout out to Good them because like yeah, for it to go Can't. longer and to pre- predict the winner, that's that's great stuff. It, I texted you this. It feels kind of like you're in the eye of the hurricane. You're you're out at sea <laughs> and you're in the eye of the hurricane, and like you're not supposed to be there. Everything around you is just craziness. Uh, but inside the cage, they're just calm. They're cool, they're collected, and they're making it to the over.
3: It is, man. It's I, I don't I'm not kidding when I say it's the most electric bet in MMA gambling. It is it is so much fun. I will never, I don't care if they lose a hundred times in a row. I have never felt as alive as I do when you get the heavyweight overs, particularly the one and a half, because oh, yeah. those are the sweatiest, you know. You get the two and a halfs, and that's when it's like, well, this is supposed to go over. Like they, they know something could be a foot, but that one and a half.
2: You got a bumpy ride ahead of you, man. I'm not gonna lie, I already played a heavyweight under. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, next week, uh, Pavlovich versus Tuivasa. I hit that under as soon as it opened. I mean, that's gonna be a bumpy ride, man.
3: It's it it is, but it's it's just I'm here for the roller coaster, the ups, the downs. It's not a guaranteed winner. But you were, I guarantee you're going to feel something. That's what I guarantee.
2: Uh, Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a guarantee. Bellator 288, Usman or Magomedov, just kind of how I expected it to go.
3: Oh yeah, that was, that was just, uh, honestly, I expected more dominance. I expected a finish. Uh, So, you know, getting it like that, uh, I'm glad I didn't have any, any bets on that beyond just taking him straight and having him as a parlay leg, but my parlay got blown up anyway because Corey Anderson lost, but you know the the half the half shove on Usman kept me okay there. I will say heavyweight overs in Bellator might not be a thing because those weren't even a fun ride. they were just oh
2: God. Yeah, who was it? Sullivan Collie. That was over fast.
3: Yeah, that was useless. The the main card one actually was pretty thrilling because I I thought it was going. After that first round, I was like, we're in pretty good shape to hit this over one and a half here. And then then Tyrell Fortune just gets his head uppercutted to the moon uh yeah. and it, yeah. was, it was one of those outcomes where it wasn't even fun like i could root for him to try and survive through it and you're just cheering him on it was like oh he's just done now yeah he's
2: dead so. yeah he's dead uh yeah i mean all of those were were a little bit sketchy did the did you do the first one of the night like the like real like amateur dudes
3: uh that was the heavyweight one right the, the yeah it I, was like govea yeah, the Gavea one. Yeah, I did. Uh, didn't I, I? Didn't even watch that one. I for, I straight up forgot Bellator was happening Friday because I was off. Uh, and then after I like cooked dinner or whatever, I was like, Oh, this is on. Let me pull it. up. Let me pull up and see what's what's happening. I was like, Oh, that one clearly, uh, apparently also made it into the second round. Looks, it looked like it was gonna okay. hit. Dude.
2: It looked like it was gonna hit, and then it was over like in a in a flash.
3: Yeah, so... That's what you get um, with
2: heavyweight overs, though.
3: Heavyweight... It would have been more fun to ride the roller coaster, but I, I didn't. I did clock in for the main card, so I, uh, I at least did, got to feel something about Daniel James, but, you know.
2: Didn't get to... Uh, didn't get to ride the the lightning in the main event. We lose Derek uh, Lewis versus Sergey Spivak.
3: I was... That was just going to be... I was so excited about it. And then that card, man. Tough. Tough. Every every aspect of it was tough. Just losing that. Uh, Not all a single the ranked fights,
2: fighter.
3: Yeah. All. No. 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 What did Jennifer Maya's ranked for sure?
2: Now though, she wasn't no, ranked. Gen- prior.
3: Jennifer Maya had to have been ranked coming into this fight. I don't know if that's true. I am almost a thousand percent certain that that is true because she challenged for a title and lost. Like, she lost two fights, but they were to Caitlin Chikagan and Manal Firo. She mm. had to have a ranking. Maria yeah, Morose may rank. not have. Yeah, she's number eight now, so she had to have because Morose wouldn't have gotten to that. So
2: uh, either um, way, if that's the argument you're making, that is oh, a yeah, uh, weak a argument to be made.
3: Yeah, and all the fights were were middling to bad. Uh, it just just a tough tough weekend, and yeah. we kind of knew that it could have been that. But then when you lose the
2: main event, it really Ooh. which was propping this thing up pretty hard. Like you get a black beast fight, like it's it's usually a pretty good night. I mean, like, I ripped on it a little bit just because the the main event became uh, Ion Kutalaba, Kennedy, and Zuchukwu. And, like, a couple people were like, come on, man. Like, what else were they supposed to do? I feel that. There's really nothing else they can do. And, like, not all these cards are going to be great. But when your co-main event, you're falling back on two unranked light heavyweights that are, like, a combined two and eight in their last ten fights. Uh, Yeah, it's just, it's not a great look.
3: Yeah, and that's that's the thing. The the criticism isn't well what what could they do? It happened. The criticism is they is putting themselves in a position where if something happens, we know the fight game. Things happen all the time. All the time. Something like this happens, then here, here you're at. And that's that just sort of is where it is. I do want to say one more note on the main event falling out because uh I, I didn't hear this get mentioned on Monday on the MMA hour great program. Make sure to check it out. Great program. Uh I just want to shout out the people, because I know that there are people out there. Uh, I love the Draft King. No disrespect to this week's, or any week's DraftKings, but I, I feel bad for whoever the DraftKings players this week who lost Derek Lewis in the middle of the card, because that fight didn't fall off beforehand so you can adjust your DraftKings lineup. They can't. They told us that that fight wasn't happening in the middle of the card. So you already have. I bet a lot of folks had Derek Lewis in their DraftKings lineup because I did. I did in the ones I was playing, and uh, then I suddenly find out, oh, that's can't can't make any hay here.
2: Uh, so so something that DraftKings has recently introduced is like being able to swap your fighters out. Like, were you, like, did you go on your lineup, like, after the main event got canceled? No.
3: No. I was just just like, like, well, this is, this is it.
2: (laughs) I want to say, like, coincidentally, kind of weird, uh, that they, like, just introduced being able to, like, someone tweeted, like, I just typed it into Twitter. Like, is it a coincidence that DraftKings introduces the late swap the day that a main event was canceled? Like, I think they literally introduced it on Saturday. Yeah introducing fantasy mma late swap they did this on saturday the day that the wow. obviously you have to be ta- paying attention to the card you have to notice that it gets canceled you have to take the time to go change how it like if that you're even, out for the yeah, day how does
3: this even work because i can't i assume i can't swap with something that's already happened so i only i can only swap it out with whatever's left on the card is exactly. an option for me
2: yeah it says we are it's listening- better than nothing but we're always listening, and now it's time. You can swap fighters from your lineup up until their big fight begins. Gone are the frustrating days of having a fighter withdraw before their scheduled start time, and there being nothing you can do about it. Now you can swap well, them out for one who hasn't fought yet.
3: Well, big big, big props to DraftKings. Great guys for doing that. Uh, you know, shame on me for not taking the time to get on. I just wrote it off. It's like, well... well
2: it's, a, it's a brand new feature. It literally came out the day. of came out I don't blame, the day, so I don't I blame I, you for not knowing. <laughs>
3: yeah, I was just like, well... Uh, that sucks because Derek Lewis was was an integral part of my plans, you know.
2: For love that it. Week. I love a little Daily Fantasy. Speaking of things that happened, uh, after Miles John secured a victory, he mentioned that James Krause was not allowed to corner him because... This has become such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not... He's not officially suspended, but he's under investigation from the Derek Minner fight.
3: Dude, so many people have come, me and me and the esteemed Mike Heck did the post show, great guy, did the post show, uh, the post show at, for UFC. And this was like half of what we talked about. It was the biggest story coming out of this UFC event for sure, which kind of speaks to yeah. this card, frankly. Uh, and since I've been catching a ton of flack from people for stuff I said on the post show, basically my stance has been uh, pretty uniform that... I cannot believe that James Krause would have done anything uh, here because it is both illegal, like, or at least treading a very fine line of legality, uh, certainly morally reprehensible and just incredibly stupid. Like it would it if James Krause knew and did, you know, knew about Derek Minner and get bet on him or bet against him or whatever. It's the dumbest thing that's happened in a sport where dumb things happen regularly because he is the first guy, like literally the first, he is a prominent member of the community who touts on his discord game, like a gambling discord has been very vocal about it and is this guy's coach. And it would just be the most blatantly idiotic thing that's ever happened. And I, I choose to believe that, James Krause is not the dumbest man in mixed martial arts.
2: It would be quite dumb. Uh, One of the craziest things that did come of it, uh, in my opinion, that feels like everyone that's kind of complaining, like for some reason, I have been seeing a lot of complaints that like not enough media outlets are talking about it. A
3: ton of those. Mike and I got into that on on BTL
2: this week. Yeah, yeah. They're all idiotic, by the way. I mean- uh, a couple of people have accused uh, me of being like because uh, the MMA are sponsored by DraftKings. Uh, that's why we're now to talk about it, which is, could not be more objectively false. Uh, one thing that is really crazy, though, is the New Jersey Division of Gaming Enforcement notified all of the state's sports books on Saturday that they are now prohibited from taking bets on fights that James Krause is involved in as a coach, trainer, promoter, or fighter not from James Krauss yeah. taking bets on those fights period
3: yeah that's all of this is all of this feel or looks a lot more nefarious than it probably is I, I am not here to say that James Krauss is a thousand percent innocent of any wrongdoing because I don't know my assumption is that he is though because it would like I said it'd be very dumb but all of the flack that has come about not talking about it Nobody has answers right now. There's we cannot (laughs) we cannot report something based on internet hearsay. That is the definition of fake news. Like you can't. There isn't. Trust me, MMAfighting.com. Great website has been looking into uh, to the to this to the best of our ability. But there, nobody has anything concrete that can be reported about this most of what is being said online is hearsay or conjecture or not verified at this moment. What I'll say on this is the simplest answer is usually, is usually the right one. And to me, the simplest answer here is that something shady clearly went on again. I doubt that James Krause is involved, but because the optics of it are so bad that is is causing everybody else to just slow things down and cover their ass. Because why wouldn't they? Why would, with the stench of this, true or false, again, I am presuming it to not be true, with the stench of this, why would sportsbooks open themselves up, expose themselves to the risk here, until we know for sure that this isn't really a thing? Why would a commission allow uh, allow James Krause to be involved until we know that this isn't a thing. I would say that, frankly, the bigger issue to me here is that Miles Johns had to compete without one of his chief coaches and corners on like very little notice, uh, which is kind of shitty just for that to happen. But sometimes that happens in the sport. Sometimes, buddy, guys get sick or, or things fall out, and that's just how it goes. I would just say to everybody, we have no idea what the facts are right now. There are independent investigations going on and things are trying to be figured out and as much as people seem to really be ready to 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 mark mark something out and stand on the corner and say this is what it is. We have no facts to that matter. We're all figuring it out.
2: Yeah, I mean that's the biggest thing. Everyone's saying that we need to be talking about it, and you know, I understand that. Obviously, this is a media outlet, and we cover this sport, and it is a big story. But it's kind of like what you said. I mean, there's really not much to be said on the subject because we don't really know anything. We're waiting for investigations. We're waiting to see what happens. Uh, and at this point, all we can do is speculate. It's it's weird, in my opinion. It's sketchy, uh, and I'm curious to hear what ha- to to see what happens. Uh, but yeah, right now. It, it really is just speculation and just trying to to gather all the facts and see what happens.
3: Yeah, it would be... I will say this. It will be the funniest story. If if the worst possible outcome oh my God, comes from this, it, it will be the most hilariously MMA story in, in <laughs> quite some time. I don't think that's going to be the case. Like I've said a bunch, but... Uh, it certainly seems like a lot of people want that to be the case because I have gotten hit up about this more than anything else this year that I can think of. Honestly, like ton of people coming at me in my DMs about this one. So people, people are invested in the James oh, Krauss yeah, sure. saga.
2: I can promise you, we are not uh, we are not forced to not talk about this when there's when there's stuff to talk about. I am happy to talk about it because it is incredibly intriguing. Uh, all right enough about that enough about James um, you,
3: speaking of incredibly intriguing Connor I hear we have fights this weekend oh we've
2: got a lot of fights uh James Kraus <laughs> might not be able to bet anymore but we certainly still can uh and we're gonna do that on the PFL World Championships going down this weekend this Friday Black Friday at the Hulu theater uh six championship fights all for a million dollars uh taking place I mean I think it's I think it's gonna be fun like if you if you claim to be an MMA fan, I think this is going to be fun and is going to be worth viewing. Uh, you know, it's not a UFC card, but I'm, I'm very much looking forward to being in attendance. Uh, I mean, you've, you've got some decent names on this card and just anytime you're fighting for a million dollars, it's just that much more interesting to me.
3: I love your enthusiasm. I don't want to, I don't want to stop your shine, buddy. Uh, and I, I went through all the negatives of this on BTO. Uh, I hope, I hope that this is fun. I hope that this is good. I I'm working the event. I'll be covering it on Friday night. I have some very, very major concerns. Uh, I do think that going would be great. I said it on BTL. Uh, PFL puts on a good live show, and you're going to have six very big fights with stakes and a couple of other fights that also matter, uh, even if they don't have the same stakes, a million dollars. And that's just, it, it should be a good time in you know uh, at the Hulu Theater doing the thing. I get it. My main issue, my big problem with this fight card, is just that it should be two fight cards because six championship fights. If and we can get into it uh, as we go through it, I would say that there is a it that all six of them probably won't go the full five rounds. I think there is a very good chance that several of them can like do, and that every one of them does have a real chance to go five. Again, I don't think all of them will, but I am not looking at any of these and being like, that one is for sure getting finished. And if you get six fights that go 25 minutes, I, sir, I'm not a math genius, but I believe that five times two is 50 and 50 times three is 150. So that's 150 minutes, which... Is two and a half hours of fist fighting that could be going on without the 15 minutes, you know, between to clean the cage and get and go back to the booth, not including the Julia Budd-Aspen lad fight that's also on the main that card. That is
2: the worst part in this entire planning.
3: Look, you gotta have a little. You, you gotta have a palate cleanser. You have three title fights. You gotta have something in the middle to break I it up dis- before you get into three more I title disagree. fights. <laughs> I, I couldn't disagree with that more.
2: Actually, uh, i keep it coming, keep it coming, nonstop action. And it's not as if Aspen Lad Julia Budd is some huge draw for me. Like, is it just because Aspen Lad
3: Burner, sir,
2: recently fought in the UFC? Like, is that it? Uh, is it? I bet. I bet three of them don't go the distance. I think. I think the light heavyweight and the heavyweight, obviously. Are the most likely to not go to a decision. But I mean, anytime you got Rob Wilkinson fighting, it's it's uh, pretty unlikely that it's going to go the distance, especially 25 minutes. Ante Deligia, Sheffield I mean, that one.
3: Both of those two fights should get finished early. But if you told me they went the full distance, I would it would not shock me.
2: Yeah, I guess shock isn't the word. I'd be surprised though, for sure. Either way, let's let's dive in. Let's dive in. Let's dive in because we we
3: got a lot of fights to talk about. And I will say this: if you're spending fifty bucks, they're giving you value for money because you are getting lots of fights—seven fights for fifty bucks. Potentially, three full hours of in-cage fight product for your fifty dollars. So, you look at it that way. That's a steal.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess. If if
0: if time is value,
2: then yes, this is a valuable package. All right,
0: let's get get right into it. The main event. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on surprise, the future of work.
1: and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
2: Women's Lightweight Championship. Kayla Harrison is taking on Larissa Pacheco. This will be the third time they have fought. Right now, you can get Kayla Harrison for minus 700. Larissa Pacheco coming back at plus 400. So right when this matchup got made, I was like, I I know I'm going to be going to this. Uh, and I, I like kind of started building a narrative in my head of, you know, maybe shock the world. Like maybe Larissa Pacheco shocks the world. Uh, she's coming off five straight first round finishes since their last meeting. She's going to be a huge underdog. And then I dove in, you know, to the tape into, uh, the research and my, my mind has completely been changed. I mean, the five fight win streak that she's on. Yes. They're all first round finishes, but who are they against? Twice against Elena Kolznik, who was two and five in her last seven. Uh, Gina Fabian also finished in the first round by Kayla Harrison. Zamzagul Faisalanova, 0 and two in the PFL, both by first round finish losses. Uh, and then last but not least, Julija Pajik. Uh She's 4 and two, both losses coming in the PFL by KO. Uh, and the combined record of her opponents that she's beaten, picked up those four wins against, is 0 and eight. I mean, it's we're talking Bellator level dive uh, here. So, I mean, they just haven't been the best opponents. Kayla Harrison and Larissa Pacheco have two mutual opponents. Kayla Harrison also finished both of those opponents in the first round. It's not like she's been knocking out world beaters on her path back to Kayla Harrison. And then the first two fights. I mean, they fought for eight rounds. Both of them went to decisions, a five-rounder and uh, a three-rounder. She got 30-25 on one scorecard, and she got 50-43 on one scorecard. So according to the judges, Larissa Pacheco has won zero rounds and been 10-8 twice. Uh, I just can't imagine that she's made enough improvements to get this win here. She would have to land the shot. She would have to knock her out. That's really the only way I see it. But just watching the tape back, she she really couldn't get in uh, the shots against Kayla. Kayla was able to take her down whenever she wanted to. And I just imagine this is going to go exactly how the first two went.
3: Yeah, there's no reason to think otherwise. Like why why would you possibly, you know? It is I I wanted to throw the chaos hammer, you know, I wanted to swing it and be like, "Well, Pacheco cuz I like Pacheco. I think she's improved." Yeah, I really wanted to. A lot as a fighter, um she's impressed me when I've seen her kind of uh step up. That certainly this year I think she's had a good run. I mean, you know, talk about the quality of comp- competition. Sure, it's not very high, but that's that is the nature of women's lightweight there aren't that that's not a real weight class so it's all bad like <laughs> kayla harrison's quality of competition isn't good either like there nobody's good so it, it just is where it is I, I like her i think that she can be a little more maybe more competitive this time around uh and i would have been somewhat interested in something if this line had been nearly as wide as i'd imagined i would have thought given that they fought twice before, how dominant those performances were were from Kayla and the name value. She is only minus 580 right now at DraftKings, and that number is shockingly low. To like I had thought she'd be minus a thousand. Um, and maybe if she's closer to that, Pacheco, she gets up to plus eight hundred. Maybe that that big of a number could have enticed me. But instead, I'm just the other way now. Mike, well, uh, I like Kayla Harrison to win. Going to use her as a parlay leg, and I also uh, found found this guy out here. We'll say not nearly as many bets possibilities. Not as many. I couldn't find props really for most of this yeah. stuff, so it was very really tough. That it, it's pretty limited stretch here, but the over under is set at three and a half rounds. Over three and a half is plus one thirty. And I gotta say, I I enjoy that number a great deal. I got it at plus one forty five, so it's already moved a little bit. Uh, but look, Kayla Harrison, for as good as she is, has never finished Pacheco. They have fought for thirty minutes, uh, yes, or not thirty 40. minutes because because one of them was I forget yeah one of them was the the five rounder, so uh, she couldn't get to the finish. Then uh, I do think she's improving, but I think Pacheco's improving, and Pacheco's still only twenty eight. She's not. Old, I think she has a chance to hang around. So I also took a shot plus 145 in the over three and a half.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's up with best fight odds. Uh, That number on DraftKings has come down right now. It's listed as minus 750. Uh, They've been like messing up this Kayla Harrison line all week. Uh, But I'm with you. I I would have thought like, I mean, we've seen Kayla Harrison as big as a minus 4000 favorite. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious as to what she's going to close at. I think quite a few people are taking the shot on Pacheco just because five first-round finishes uh, and the number is pretty big. But I imagine a lot more people are going to be parlaying up, Kayla, and this this number continues to drop. uh, I have
3: to believe that she closes a bigger favorite than she is right now.
2: Towards her, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, they are are moving.
3: Should I all in? Should I go all in on Kayla Harrison?
2: I mean, you might as well. It's not going to give you a great return, but I— it's the love- kill shot. If if you if you lose, it's gonna come swiftly and it's gonna come suddenly and, and it's gonna like it doesn't feel like it's gonna come though. It feels like I, this is a good all-in bet. I just don't. I I Kayla Harrison is also like, tactically speaking, like she is just bigger and she is stronger and she can get the takedowns when she wants them. Like it's for Pacheco to win, it is it is about finding the shot. And just after going through and watching some tape on the people that she's fought. Like you said, like this is not a real certified division in MMA. Like she is not fighting that great of competition.
3: We might, instead of going all in, we might just we might just pot bet it. We might just go with a little half bet, like like we did for for uh, Usman Nurmagomedov. Uh,
2: I I know just, she hasn't finished Pacheco. Something in my gut tells me that it happens here. It's not available yet at any books in the states. I mean, they are just crawling on these props. They been
3: nothing for us for this card, man. They
2: are not concerned about these props at all. Uh, but on some books out there, minus one fifty inside the distance, I might get talked into that. Like Pacheco's tough, but like I, there's just something. It's kind of like your your Dan Hooker round two hey, bet. if there's, you're just feeling it. It's just something that tells me that Harrison gets a finish this time out.
3: I I mean it. It is it's de- it's always possible when you're talking Kayla Harrison uh and fighting anybody anybody on the planet of Earth that is very live but uh I don't have any bone bets I just believe that she hasn't been able to finish her yet and three and a half was an interesting line for the over under so
2: there is one and book it, that has uh one and a half the overset at minus 160.
3: I'm sorry what
2: yeah uh I would
3: I would bet heftily on that.
2: Yeah, bet US. There's a there's a few books out there. Yeah, okay. bet US, bet US is the only one in the states that currently has that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I feel pretty good about that over one and a half. I will probably end up playing that. Uh, the, At that I, price, I'd feel great about that. I feel like there's something, there's something that like. So I watched the Marina Montaquina fight uh, that Kayla Harrison had to kick off this season, and she didn't finish her. And just like the sheer disgust she had on her face because she didn't get a finish, and like just like the sheer disgust she presented in the interview, it it leads me to believe that like she really wants to finish Larissa Pacheco, that she doesn't want to say that I'm she went sure thirteen she does. rounds. Can I'm she? Sure. I don't know.
3: I don't know. I, I'm sure mm-hmm. she wants to because this is this is going to be her last tournament fight. You know, she's not going to do the tournament thing anymore, and you know, this is the woman who has made it to the cards with her twice before. I'm sure she wants to put a, put a stamp on her tournament career. Uh, maybe she can get it. I'm just don't know if she's going to get it early.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'll probably jump in with you there on the, uh, on the over one and a half at minus minus one sixty as well. Um, be great. That's pretty much all my thoughts on that though. I, I think Kayla Harrison retains and gets another million dollar check.
3: I love it. Now we can talk about, I believe he's your boy.
2: Oh my boy, I, I, I,
3: I believe you're a name guy, am I? Yeah, am I ride a, with
2: him. I met him in studio. He seems like a chill man. guy. He got a big win over Chris Wade as a as a pretty hefty underdog uh, last time out. Sure I, did. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a cool guy. I always have a, a softer spot when I get to meet these guys in person and actually get to you know experience their personality a little bit. But it is the co-main event, the men's featherweight championship. It's Brendan Loch going up against Bubba Jenkins right now. Loch 190. Jenkins plus 140. You've mentioned it, he is kind of my boy. I've known I've been going to this for a while, so I've kind of been hawking lines uh ever since they came out. Surprisingly early, I mean these things have been out for like a month and a half now, which I love seeing as I'm going to the event. I played Loch Nane as soon as he opened minus one oh five. I'm honestly surprised at the line movement uh just because of Bubba Jenkins wrestling acumen. Uh I kind of see this as a coin flip fight it's really just comes down to is Bubba Jenkins going to be able to get the takedowns the way that Lognan fought them off against Chris Wade you would kind of feel like no um but every fight is different I mean Bubba Jenkins D1 wrestling national champion at Arizona State it, it really to, to for me it just comes down to I think for everyone too it's does Bubba Jenkins land the takedowns if he doesn't I think this is one way traffic for for Brendan Lognan
3: uh it's absolutely that I I wish the line hadn't moved as much because I didn't jump on it early I, I still took uh brendan at minus 170. to me I think the biggest thing is I I have questions about Bubba's gas tank as we get into championship rounds uh not I mean we see this with a lot of collegiate wrestlers anyway just Six minutes is not fifteen. It's very, very different. Um, and as good as you are, fifteen is not twenty-five. Fifteen is not twenty-five. And, and as good as you are at something, if you, that is still a, a physically exhausting thing to do. Uh, and Brendan looks so good defending takedowns. Uh, I think maybe Bubba can get him down early, but I, I don't think he's going to get a finish. Uh, he's not a big finisher, Bubba. He's, I mean, he's he, not a big he,
2: finisher, dude. And and Nane He's not a man that really gets finished. He's got T- a phenomenal chin, man. like he's got a great chin. Never been knocked out before. Yeah, tougher
3: uh, than a two dollars stake, man.
2: And I, I side with you, man. He's he's got good cardio. The takedown defense looked phenomenal against Chris Wade, and you know you can't really do the MMA math. Chris Wade, uh, he basically just outgrappled Bubba Jenkins and, and beat him by a unanimous yeah. decision. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to cheer for Brendan Nane and I'll be there. So. That Do was it. the biggest pusher on why I bet him. Uh, here's the one thing that does give me pause, uh, is that I have bet Brendan Lognane and each of his fights leading up to this. And the Kudo fight was probably probably not a win. Like, probably not a win. Uh, parlayed him up in that one, and when it went to the scorecards, I was like, well, that parlay is dead. Uh, and he was able <laughs> to get a like technical decision um, there was It was like a weird fight. There was point deductions. Uh, and then Ago Agohuskic, uh, I mean, he came in on super short notice. That was just kind of a layup fight for him. So hopefully the Brennan Lognane that fought Chris Wade, Millie on the line, comes out and fights for us. I tend to believe this man is going to fight for our dollar. And that's all you can really ask when you bet on folks. Uh, yep. And I think that's what's going to happen.
3: Look, maybe he didn't deserve to win the, the Kudo fight, but he also arguably didn't deserve to lose or Pat Healy or Tom Dukanois. I mean, this man could very, like, there's a world where this man is undefeated for 10 years, but for losing three split decisions. So, you That's know, crazy ha- how about. do you not back a man who hasn't lost in 10 years or yeah. can feel genuinely that he hasn't lost in 10 years? I, I don't, I have to back that man. And so Let's I backed him with my hard-earned dollars. Let's get it.
2: I love it. I love it. I can't, I can't wait for that walk uh on friday i mean i'm the more i talk about it, the more i do the research i'm getting weirdly excited for it it, uh, it
3: is the best fight of the weekend i, I believe that's pretty it, it, pretty it doesn't undeniable. it doesn't
2: hurt that you know it's just a quick train ride up told msg for me quick train ride back you know maybe hit the midnight leftovers afterward it's it's gonna be you know usa england on it, a, it too gotta support hell the of
3: a, hell of a friday for the you, home country
2: man. uh so yeah big big friday let's keep it rolling though heavyweight championship oh.
3: Now you're talking my language. Oh,
2: I know I am. I mean, this is this goes one of two ways. Either it's kind of a staring contest, and like you sort of cruise to it, uh, or someone just gets put flat out. they Delecia taking on Mateus Scheffel right now. Delecia minus two eighty five. Scheffel coming back plus two hundred. Uh, for those that aren't big PFL fans, this fight happened seven months ago. It happened back in April. Delecia drops. Some- uh,
3: say, can you remind me uh, how that happened? What what happened in that old fight there?
2: Uh, they kind of stared at each other for like three minutes. Then Deligia dropped them big in round one. I thought the fight, I watched that fight live. I thought it was over there. He starts laying down shots, but but Shuffle survives. They come out in round two, takes him a minute. Ante Deligia, uh knocks him clean out. Um, yeah, I mean, I played Ante Deligia minus 215. I, I, I'm sort of surprised how we saw this fight half a year ago.
3: Can I tell you my favorite thing? I, I wrote one note down for this show. I only have one <laughs> single note down please Uh, because i'm i'm all the way with you i'm on onto deligio minus 250 uh would you care to guess i don't know if you looked into this do you know how big of an underdog Mateo shuffle was the first time they fought
2: uh i actually watched the tape on this fight i want to say like a plus 400 plus 410
3: what has changed It's that he lost, he got hurt in the first round, knocked down in the second back. round, and now he is only a plus 210. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills when I looked at this line. That's what I seeing. was I was like how I assumed that he would be like a minus 600 because he that's like like at the worst he should have been the exact same as he was earlier this year and now percent. we're here
2: a thousand percent dude i like when this line dropped i get the best fight odds and the fight odds.io notifications when i got the notification uh that delicia he opened at like a minus 200 and i missed that and i was like what like i, I like verbally said that when the line dropped i was like how is that possible like I, yeah i get he had a great performance against Capoloza you know knocking him out of the playoffs and everything but like we saw this fight
3: was terrible. And also he had an
2: awful fight with Juan
3: Adams. Yes. And it like, I was at that fight. It was not a
2: very good fight. (laughs) Go back and watch this fight that happened six months ago. There was never a second of that fight where it was just like, Ooh, shuffle might get this. Yeah. Like there was, I think he landed like nine strikes over seven minutes and got knocked down ones and knocked out clean. Like, even if Sheffle finds the spot on Friday and I lose this bet, I will, a, a thousand times of a, out of a thousand I would, times, I would, I would this every take this time. bet.
3: Every, every time. time. We it saw is,
2: it six months ago.
3: I think it's the best bet on the card, just like from a math standpoint. I, For all I, the stuff we've said, like I, I genuinely cannot figure out why this line is the way it is. Because six months ago it was twice as big. It was twice as big six dude. months ago, and he lost that fight. It's, I go, it's I got almost. Nothing.
2: It's almost to the point where I'm like so confused. I'm like, like I'm starting to ask questions. What do like, they know that yes, I don't know? Yes. What do they know that I don't know? Let's here? call like, James Krause. Let's get
3: James what on I'm the saying. phone James. and be like, Jimmy! James. Jimmy, you've been in the gym with these boys. You've been in Croatia. Do you know anything about old Auntie that I don't like, know?
2: What's going on here, dude? It 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 feels weird. And if he comes out and, like, starches Sheffle again, I'm going to be like, why did I not, like, take out every dollar that is to my name and put it yeah. on. If Delisha, this fight like, goes the
3: way we all think it is, I'm like, well, I, I my immediate thing is going to be regret that I didn't bet more. Yes. Just I be be like, like I have regrets that I, I didn't be like, do more.
2: Wow. Like, I'm actually an idiot for not just dumping on this. Like, it, uh Unbelievable. yeah. It. I, I was I was shocked. I don't know if because it's a smaller market, because it's a PFL market. Uh, but yeah, I was just blown away. Like if it, I haven't seen anyone yet, you know, really making the argument for Mateus Scheffel. But how I how could you? I, what is it? What what are the improvements? Like what has leaps and bounds against Juan Adams? Like what yeah. it what's happened?
3: He was losing. He lost parts of the Adams fight too. Look, we've talked enough about this fight. I will just say though, buddy, because I also. I want to feel alive on Friday. Yeah, and I got to be honest. Depending how the three championship fights plus Julia Butt Ladd, I might be flagging a little bit. I might be like, "Well, I need a pick me up." So, we've got an over under. It's <laughs> one and a half over minus one forty five. I also saw out there you could get over two and a half at plus one forty. Gotta say, I I'm gonna take the over one and a half. I don't I feel very smart. good about the yeah, over yeah. two and a half there. Over one and a half minus one forty five. I am here to feel alive. And so I'm doing it.
2: I, I really feel like this is one of those fights where that is such a great bet until it's not. Like it's like either gonna hit and you're gonna be like, whoo, like that was easy. Or oh, you're absolutely. gonna be like I think we're good. I think and it's dead. It's over. Yep. That's a loser. Why did I place that? Like it's like uh, yeah, this I feel like this fight goes one of two ways. Cause I mean, if you're watching the if you go back and watch the first one, I mean, there's really like no action until Sheffield is just on his back.
3: But we did see him survive that first he round. Did.
2: He did. So, yeah, he did.
3: So if we can just delay that inevitable problem until later, maybe we can make it over seven and a half minutes, and that's all I need.
2: Yeah, and I haven't gotten the prop yet. Uh, but I will likely be looking to parlay uh fight does not go to a decision. It's Delaja
3: full- by KO, if that prop ever drops anywhere. Because given the fact that he's only this big a favorite, the buy KO prop is, has to be like minus one something.
2: Listen, like like I said, they are just taking their sweet-ass time with these props. But Especially
3: given that the the lines have been out for a month, but they can't yeah. get
2: props on I mean, it's four
3: just, days before the event? Three days?
2: Three days. It's maddening. Uh Three days from now I'll we'll be sitting in the Hulu theater watching this happen. Uh the inside the distance, according to like a five dimes or a sports bet, uh, is minus one fifteen. And I will absolutely be blind. Oh my blind
3: god, him. I'm gonna as soon as I find that somewhere where I can do they're, something. They're with gonna that. come
2: out. Like I I've I've you know, I've really started to learn this. Like you just gotta be patient, but it's just like, man, when you know you want to bet a prop and like you cannot find it on any of your books, uh, it's just like, oh my god. I want
3: to get my action down.
2: Yes, I want to get my action down. I want to get the line as soon as I can before it like changes before it up. Start,
3: before somebody listens to this pod and is like, yeah, I'm not really sure why Ante Delage is. We are the biggest podcast in in MMA gambling, so I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, We're going to move the line once <laughs> this drops. I might not release this until after the props get dropped.
2: I'm, I'm not going to lie, dude. If there was ever going to be a, a Costanza, it would be Mateus Scheffel.
3: Honestly, well, it feels like it, but my issue is that the the money isn't there. There's not a big. He's only plus two ten or whatever. I, that's I not enough value. I need more.
2: I, I can't hands of this man. I am praying that we come back to this next week and we're just like, should it cost free money, free money? Like, I'm hoping that that's the case, but it is. It is heavyweights.
3: Yeah, we've talked enough about this. We still yes. have three championship fights plus some undercard stuff and the main card, not championship fight coming. So let's move on.
2: Well, let's get to it. The main card, non championship fight. It's a women's the featherweight cleanser. bout. Julia Bud taking on Aspen Lad minus two fifty for Lad plus one seventy five for Bud. Yeah, dude, I got I got nothing here. This is my breather. This is my palate cleanser. This is when I go to the bathroom. Uh, I'm gonna take a quick break. Think Lad probably gets done. Not trusting her at minus 250. uh two fifty. I'm glad to see she's at featherweight. I'd love to see her make a little run at lightweight, maybe if she's gonna hang around PFL. uh But yeah, I'll just be chilling when this one happens.
3: Oh, she's not making a run at lightweight because she is. She's gonna be featherweight because that's where Kayla is is gonna be. The win this fight is fighting for the the next person to fight Kayla Harrison because the winner of this is gonna fight Kayla Harrison in a non tourney bout next year or whatever. Uh, and I'm taking Julia Bud. I don't feel like wildly Sorry. confident in it, but uh, she is uh, as you noted for whatever reason. Aspen Laz minus two plus favorite. Julia Bud's plus one ninety right now, and. I don't have any confidence or faith or belief in Aspen Ladd. Like at some point in time, she probably should, like I would have said she should win this fight, but her last win is Yana Kunitskaya. She lost to Rocky Pennington and Norma Dumont, and not only lost those fights, but just looked horrifically bad. She's pulled out of just a thousand fights in in recently, and just her entire career, Screams, stay away, and fade it all, fade everything possible. Because too much going on, none of it good. No good performances. And Julia Bud, look, she lost her last one uh, to Gina Fabian. She's not. She's probably past her prime. But the woman's a professional. She knows how to fight. She's going to show up. She's going to make weight. She's going to, you know, she went four rounds with Cyborg not that long ago. Like. I just, I can't trust Aspen Ladd at this price. And I kind of think at this, at, at plus 190, Julia Bud's worth a shot. So i mean, taking a little value play.
2: I'm 100% with you. I mean, like, how could you possibly trust Aspen Ladd at minus 250? I mean, she... I don't know
3: who's betting on her at that price.
2: It's, it's not like when she did get into the octagon, she was some sort of world beater. Like nope. she's lost to Raquel Pennington, lost to Norma Dumont. I played Norma Dumont in that fight at like plus 125. And I was just like... It was a layup. Like it was it was too easy. Uh gets one win against Yana, uh, Kunzunkaya, and then got finished, got knocked out in sixteen seconds against Jermaine Durandeme. She's one in Let, three in her last. Let's four.
3: be clear too. Jermaine Durandemy, not like the world's biggest finisher or puncher, like a, a very, very good fighter, but not somebody who like whose resume is littered with first round finishes. A lot of stoppages. A lot of accumulation by strikes, finishes, not a one-hitter quitter, and she just blasted her.
2: Well, you know, you want to do the MMA math till it's headbound the old road 11 years back. Oh, Julia well, math. Bud, Julia Budd beats Jermaine Durandamy by unanimous decision at Strikeforce Challenger 16.
3: You know, that's that's tough for old Aspen. Can't win when the MMA math is against you.
2: Can't win. Uh, All right, let's just keep it right on rolling after that one.
3: Moving on.
2: Men's lightweight championship. Uh, I mean, I'm pumped for this one too. Stevie Ray going up against Olivier Aubin Mercier. Minus 425 for OAM, plus 280 for Stevie Ray. Uh, I mean, dude, $1 million on the line. Two guys that were both over 500 in the UFC. Uh, I'm down. I'm hyped for it. Uh, so when it comes to the actual fight itself, uh, Stevie Ray's path to victory was kind of weird. Lost the, to Alex Martinez and then sort of just got two fights against against Anthony Pettis. And the way that he won those Pettis fights was essentially just dominating in the ground game. And I just don't foresee him being able to do that here to OAM. I, I think OAM actually has a, a pretty large advantage in the grappling. I mean, it just last time out, Speaking of MMA math, he fought Alex Martinez and just beat him pillar to post, uh, using that ground game. Uh, who's the guy that Stevie Ray lost to. So I see OAM getting this done. Um, don't know how, how we'll hold up on the feet, but I, I know this is going to eventually go to the ground in there. I think he has the advantage.
3: Yeah. I I think, OAM honestly on the feet. Maybe Stevie Ray has a slight edge, but I, I don't even think it's that big. Uh, I'm on OEM. He's the second. I just have a two leg parlay with Ooh. him and Kayla Harrison.
2: Oh, I got the same thing, but I got a third leg.
3: I, I, I would be interested to see because I looked at a few others. I thought about putting a few others in, ultimately couldn't just just couldn't pull the trigger on it. Uh, I left it at two. It pays out at minus two hundred four. So it is. uh It's a bit pulpy. There's there's a bit of juice in there, but you know you you Love juice. you take what you can get. It's it's two legs feel very good about it hitting. I also, uh, because apparently I wanted to have a lot of action on this card, despite there not being props available. I just took so many bets. Uh OAM, the man, God love him, you know, Canadian gangster. The man does not finish fights.
2: No nah, man, and he, and he was hunting a finish hard against Alex Martinez, yeah. and he just could not get and
3: it. He is just not a man who finishes fights. And Stevie Ray is a man who is pretty damn durable. So uh, that's probably why you're getting an over under at uh, at four and a half being minus one sixty five over, but. You know, since there's not a fight goes to a decision or OEM by decision prop, which I'd be interested in seeing, but I couldn't, I don't, I don't have any of those. Uh, I just took the over four and a half minus 165 in this fight as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you, man. I, I was actually there for the OEM Alex Martinez fight and it was just like, yeah, he's, he's not going to finish this, but he did 30 26 him on two scorecards.
3: Yeah. He'll dominate the fight control all day, but his last finish was Evan Dunham, you know? Uh, and that was oh 2018. And that was and Evan Dunham was very washed at that point in time. Like he also, when you go back and look, it's so his him not being in the UFC is very. It's an indictment because yeah. his losses, Alexander Hernandez, very very explicable loss. Armin uh,
2: Sarukian.
3: Armin Sarukian and Gilbert Burns. You know Gilbert Burns, top five welterweight. Uh, Armin Sarukian. Dude is going to be a top five lightweight uh, in a few years. Just no no shame in those losses. But now he gets to get a million dollars, so that's cool for him.
2: That is cool for him. I mean, hopefully he gets it done. I don't have a
3: million dollars. so
2: I definitely don't have a million dollars. I can can assure you of that. So (laughs) both on OAM there, both think Olivier Aubin Mercier gets it done there, the French-Canadian. Look at that
3: French from you, buddy. Let's yes. let's hope
2: he gets it done. What a uh,
3: cultured man.
2: Cultured. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Speaking of cultured, this next man is quite cultured. It's the welterweight championship. Delano Taylor taking on Sadi Busai. Uh, right now you can get Sai for minus 200. Taylor for plus 145. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, are you going to bet against a man whose nickname is the Swedish Denzel Washington? Are you, are you going to do that?
3: I don't know. Delano Taylor's the postman, so wow. you know,
2: uh, great nickname I, I, matchup.
3: I, look, I don't. One of the things I love about PFL, it gives you a lot of opportunity to look at MMA math. Uh,
2: yeah, there so, is a lot of math that goes into a PFL
3: because uh, Delano Taylor got to this position uh, as an alternate by beating Roy McDonald, knocked him out in the first round. Sadi Busai. Won a decision over Rory. I was in attendance for that fight. Uh, not. I had to say, Taylor's win was much more impressive. Also, <laughs> or I guess on the other side, both men have lost to Magomed, Magomed Karamov, who <laughs> may be coming up later in this show. Uh, but Cy went to a decision, whereas yeah. Taylor gets finished. So I, I don't know how to read the math here. I don't have a great feeling on this fight, frankly. I, to me... This is a dog or pass, but I, I can't feel. I can't feel confident either way, so I have just passed.
2: So I can't pass because I'm going to be in person, and there's six million dollar fights, and I have to have action on every can't, single can't one. Can't pass. And I mean, they're
3: fighting for a million dollars. You can't have them fight for you know twenty bucks on your side. Of course you can. You got to
2: this fight. Is just, if we could get some alternate props, this fight is just a bread and butter alternate over one and a half minus 650. Like that is just, this, this fight screams that if we get some old props, don't know if we're going to, uh, we'll find out. I did play Saudi Busai. Uh, I mean, Swedish, Denzel Washington, I just can't deny that. Uh, I got him at That's minus a, 160. It's a, it's a hell of a name. Uh, Let's so not get, pretend at all. It's a hell yeah, of a let, name. Let me make the argument, uh, He's big, he's tall, he's got great body kicks, he works the jab well. So Delano Taylor I mean, he's watching the
3: polish striker, certainly, of the I two. agree.
2: I agree. And so like Delano Taylor watching back some tape on him, like he's he's like kind of like he has sort of like a plotting style. Uh and I feel like side to to beat him, I guess, uh watching the tape, like you like he's been in some crazy wars where like the pace is pretty high. Uh like he's always going to decisions. Um, if you get him to the ground, you're you're really going to expose him. I don't really see Taylor doing that. Like I feel like this is just gonna stay standing, like kind of just be like a kickboxing match. Um, so I'm just gonna say that Psy racks up the points uh and he just wins wins via decision. I feel like a Psy a plus money by decision would would not be a terrible bet. Like I I
3: wouldn't I would hate this, that.
2: Yeah, I see this most likely going to a decision. Will we ever get props? Uh, I don't know.
3: Who can say if we're, I mean, the over under is set at four and a half. So decision seems like, uh, the books are, are anticipating, but yeah, I, I am with you. Uh, I just can't bet it. Uh, Taylor's 10 years younger. He can match size physicality, which is a huge (laughs) weapon for And I, I don't know how he'll, he'll do compared to a guy who is young and, and can match that sort of size and, and power uh but i do think he's the more polished striker and should win i just had to pass trying to be somewhat smart
2: yeah yeah i mean i i really i can't blame you there so let's keep it right on moving uh let's get on to the light heavyweight championship it is omari akhmedov going up against rob wilkinson right now you can get wilkinson for minus 225 akhmedov coming back at plus 160 uh i watched rob wilkinson fight back in august yeah, I just like think the dude's cool. Razor <laughs> uh, up, baby. Yeah, I mean, like, how can you not think he's cool when he just starches people, throws absolute bombs? Uh, in this one, I mean, he's gonna have a massive size advantage, three inches of hype and nine inches of reach. Dude's not afraid to ball brawl, eighteen fights, one decision, has not been to a third round since twenty thirteen. Uh on the other side, Ogmetov, he's he obviously is the better wrestler. Uh he has fought the better level of competition. Uh, I do think Akhmedov kind of had suspect cardio, and this is a five-round sure. affair. I think Rob is live for a finish in any any of these rounds at any point. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if they just are forced to stand and trade, I, I am almost convinced Rob is going to find the button and knock him out. Um, thousand percent. Uh, if Akhmedov chain wrestles and, and keeps getting him to the ground, I think he's live for a finish too. Uh, I, I personally, I don't see this going to a decision just with the way that Rob fights. Uh, so I am on the under three and a half, uh, and I am also on Rob Wilkinson money line. Uh, so if he can just come out there and just ice him, that would be, uh, just what the doctor had ordered for me.
3: I don't have much to say. I- I'm passing on this fight, uh, for very similar reasons to the side, Taylor, uh, in my head, Wilkinson probably should win for all other reasons you said. Uh, it really is a question of, will the takedowns come and will Arkmedov's gas tank hold up for 25 minutes if they do come? Uh, Wilkinson's tough. He's huge, uh, particularly compared to Akhmedov. Uh, that uppercut, very dangerous uh, as, as Akhmedov's shooting in. I just don't like the price because it's hard for me to bet against a man with Medov in, in his name. It's There's, true. It's, it's tough to do that when when where we're at. But yeah, I, I, I favor Wilkinson to win. I'm just staying away.
2: All right. That's the main card. I'll be on Wilkinson and I'll be on the under there. I was honestly, I grabbed the under at minus one forty. I was pretty shocked that it opened at three and a half. I just with Rob the way Rob Wilkinson fights, I thought it would be like a you know two and a half at the least, if not an if not a one and a half. But uh yeah, three and a half is uh I mean you gotta make it, it I see it round. at
3: two and a half right now. So three and a half is uh is is very nice.
2: All right. Well let's keep it rolling. Let's get to the prelims. The Battle of Mariasis. Who will come out victor? It's a men's bantamweight bout. Who owns
3: the name? That's what I'm saying. Who owns the name?
2: Shaman Marais versus Marlon Marais. Right now, Shaman minus one forty five. Marlon coming back at plus one twenty. Uh, yeah, Marlon Marais's chin is just not to be trusted at this point. Last five losses are by KO TKO. I mean, Marad TKO. That was
3: before he retired. You know, he retired. He Uh, came back. Maybe, maybe that fixed Fixed the chin. chin.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Um, I'm staying away from this one because I do think that the level in competition, like the drop off that he's he's taking here to go from killers. I mean, his last four losses, the four straight losses, everyone is currently ranked in in the UFC bantamweight top ten. Marab
3: Those six fights were freaking nuts.
2: Yeah, I mean, let's just go through it: Marab, Song Yadong, Corey Sandhagen, Rob Font, Jose Aldo, Henry Cejudo. Rafael Asansau three and a half years ago, so he was just that much better. Jimmy Rivera, Algermaine Sterling, like that's who is this dude has fought recently. Like John real Dodson, deal and
3: Rafael Assuncao, that is a stretch of bodies, man. Just, just absolute hitters, top to bottom.
2: Yeah, Shaman Moraes uh isn't quite of that level. And another thing about Marlon Moraes, dude cracks. Like he had Marab looking like he was he was pretty much done. Uh, I just feel like if he doesn't get KO'd, he's going to be doing the KOing in this one. Eight of his last ten have not gone to a decision. Shaman, four of his last six have not gone to a decision, including including two where he got starched in the first round, which very well could be how this fight ends. I mean, Marlon Rice is live in the first round. Uh, I did play the under two and a half at minus 195, uh, but that's all I've got in this fight.
3: You failed to mention the most important thing. Please. Uh these two gentlemen have fought before. Oh. They, they in fact, fought in the World Series of Fighting back when Marlon Marias was, you know, the 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 guy. This is why uh, I come
2: to you. I didn't go back that far.
3: 2015, Marlon Marais versus Shayma Moraes. World Series of Fighting 22. Uh, we already had this particular fight. It was for the Bantamweight title at the time. So I believe this is a featherweight fight, if I'm not mistaken. No,
2: no, no. It's Bantamweight.
3: They are doing this at Bantamweight. Yeah, 135. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, uh, it would have been cooler, frankly, if it was Featherway. I thought we were just gonna give them some bump. But uh look, you know, we, we talked about it earlier on this card. I'm I'm going with Kayla Harrison, who beat Larissa Pacheco already. I'm going with Dante Delija, who beat Mateo Scheffel already. And this may be the stupidest of them all, but he's plus money. He has a win over this man, like you said. Big drop-down, big step-down in competition for him. Shaman Marais, uh not blowing the doors off the world lately. You know, lost to Lance Palmer. His wins in the PFL, not over the best guys. And all the good guys he's fought, Sadiq Andre Filipe, Brendan Lonnie. They're all good, but he's not winning when he's fighting the good guys. I don't think Marlon Marias is good, but he hits really hard. Shaman can be caught. And I am choosing to believe that all of the people who previously won will do so again this weekend. So I've taken a bet on Marlon Marais, uh at that plus at that plus 120 figure. And it might be stupid, but we're going to see.
2: Yeah, I don't really blame you, dude. I mean, it, it's either going to look stupid and he's just going to get like flatlined, and it's just like, wow, his chin is literally gone. The guy cannot take a punch from anyone. Or I think he's doing the blasting, man. I mean, the guy is live. The guy can crack, man, and I—I uh, I won't be surprised if he does that. Plus, here. I
3: don't—I don't, I don't know—I don't know if I should say this on air, but like, I am not uh, certain how stringent um, certain testings things exist
2: in the PFL. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picking up. What so you're
3: I, you know, read whatever you know. The the SATs are not a part. Uh, are not a, a, a huge facet of the PFL to my understanding. Um, you know, they're there, you got to take them, but they're not, um, you know, the SATs, the ACTs, whatever, PSATs, however you want to go. They're not, um, not as big a player. So might see a little, you know, not having to stress out studying
2: for those tests. You might, might do a little better. Yeah. Marlon's probably going to look pretty good there. Uh, all right. Let's keep it rolling. You're rolling. With I Marley. think we can
3: agree, though one one certain thing about this fight before we exit. What are These two guys, they look good getting off the bus. Uh, this is this is a body beautiful battle yeah, right here. Yeah. Just.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna all lie to stars. you. Stars. Oh, all stars. These dudes, they they look good. They've got fantastic physiques. Uh Yeah. This is definitely a physique matchup. I can't lie. I was I thought you're about to drop it on me. <laughs> it's a real original one that I have not seen yet. No one said it, but I think Marais is probably going to win.
3: Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm that. That's not my, that's not my cup of tea. But thank
2: you know. for not doing that because uh, I've seen. No, about I'd 19, rather just
3: comment that these two men are chiseled from stone. Yes,
2: from stone. I couldn't agree with you more. I've only seen the uh, Marais is going to win probably 18 million times. <laughs> stop being funny after the 17 million nine hundred ninety nine thousand. Uh, time. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, on the prelims, it is a welterweight bout. Magomed, Magomed Karamov. Let me just say that one more time for the people at home. Is that, is that two? Magomed, Magomed Karamov. He's in the city so nice, they named it twice, New York, New York. This guy's so tough, so scary. They hit him with two Magomeds. Magomed, Magomed Karamov going up against Glacens bout. uh Right now, you can get Magomed, Magomed Karamov for minus 550, Gleason at plus 340, uh, yeah, I mean, Gleason's been around the block, dude, first bro fight in 1999, has fought some big names in his career, uh, only dude to fight Khabib Nurmagomedov and Islam Makashev. uh, pretty crazy, uh, but he is almost 40 now, um, I I just feel like Magomed, Magomed Karamava. I'll keep saying that just for the people at home. Magomed's It's almost like
3: we had a rule about...
2: 51-8 and in UFC. I know this isn't UFC, but we got two Magomeds. I feel like it's worth uh, playing him. Plus, he's just... He is a younger man. He is in his prime. He, In my opinion, he's the better striker. Both these dudes, good ground games, good takedown defense. So because of that, I probably see it just staying on the feet. Malgomet's also much bigger. Five inches of height, five inches of reach. Glayson doesn't really have that knockout punch that we saw him lose to Ray Cooper with. A fight that I think he was winning up until that point. He has no KOs since 2010. Uh only one in the last 15 years. Also, just a side note, gotta be pretty sour, gotta be pretty salty going into this weekend. And your last two wins. Are over. over the two welterweight finalists.
3: Yeah, he's he's got a chip on his shoulder. I suspect
2: can't like it's got to be like man, I'd be both these dudes and they get to go home with a million dollars.
3: Yeah, and just yeah, this whole the whole the whole welterweight one. uh I mean, I love it. I think we got we got a great it, we got a fun weird one certainly, but you got to just be like, I'm not confident these two dudes are. Numbers three and four, in this weight class in, yeah. in the
2: organization. Yeah, like what are we doing? Here?
3: Just it—it's it, how tourneys go. Sometimes, you know, Cinderellas make it, baby.
2: That's a fact. That is a fact.
3: Like the U.S. of A. in the old World Cupper, gonna just shock some people.
2: Big win over England, loading on Friday.
3: Man, that would just be the funniest possible thing in the world. That uh, would
2: be incredible. Uh would be incredible.
3: So is it safe to say that Magomed, Magomed, Karamov is the third leg of yep. your parlay? Yeah, he wow, finishes I called off
2: the it. parlay. Yeah, tough one to call that. Well, way, to,
3: way to be original, because I looked at that being the third leg, and then I decided not to just because uh, Gleason Tebow has a history of making me either look bad or sweat bets. Uh, and so I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't feel confident enough in Magomed. Uh, to lay this price and I can I'll just take two, two leg parlay and I'll stay away from this one, that'll be fine
2: yeah, I don't, I don't blame you I mean,
3: I tried not to be too exposed on this fight card that I did very little like tape
2: study for oh yeah, I did way too much research I'm going, so I'm, I'm pretty exposed but uh, I'm alright with that, I'm alright with that, uh, let's get to the last fight of the night, it is a women's flyweight belt. Dakota Cheva going up against Catherine
3: Cora jeans. Do you have action on this fight?
2: Yeah, let me break it down. You,
3: you though. absolute hero. You really are just coming in here to. You're going to the card. Bets on everything. I, I love a, it. Almost, Except for Julia B- yeah, <laughs> don't Aspen have
2: one. Don't have one on that. Don't have one on uh. Biagio, you should Ali bet Wash. the over on that fight. Yeah, that's that probably is a good play. That's a the little... Bud
3: Aspen Lad over is two and a half. Over two and a half is minus two hundred. Bet that.
2: Give me alt props that like that. <laughs> the the Sadi over one and a half. Julia Bud Aspen Ladd, over one and a half. Now we're really talking here.
3: Oh my goodness, just cooking.
2: It's it's the bread and butter. Okay, so I actually watched tape on this fight. Uh, um, the, tell me. So I parlayed up Dakota Dicheva. So I did that three leg parlay. Then I added Ante Delecia and Dakota Dicheva. Uh, so that pays out at plus two forty. Yeah, it just kind of feels like they might be setting her up here. I mean, she's six and zero. Five of her wins are by knockout. She's a British Muay Thai champion. She went eleven and one as a kickboxer. She's twenty four. Like she's just improving. Uh, she's training at Manchester, an American top team. Uh, she's going up against Catherine Corrigines. She's a BJJ brown belt. She's got good submissions, but just watching some uh, some highlights on her Instagram, I just don't think she's going to have much in the in the department on the on the stand up for uh for dakota i imagine dakota probably going to get another knockout win uh depending on what the the odds are if i can get like fight doesn't go to a decision at, at plus money i will i will likely play that like i said who knows if we're going to get any props when we're going to get them uh i will be checking constantly up until friday uh but that is what i'm going to go with i parlayed up dakota to Cheva.
3: i love it i have nothing on this which i believe means that we have finished with this card
2: we finished with this card. Last thing I want to say. Uh I really tried to force something. I really tried to think of something. Oh, I hope you're about to say what I hope you're about to say. I want to hear what you're thinking, because I was just gonna say a Thanksgiving bet. I couldn't think of one. I want oh, like a Thanksgiving, oh, you got themed a Thanksgiving bet. one. I don't have Ooh, one. Okay. I don't have one. I couldn't think of anything.
3: I well, I didn't even think of that. I should have. I could have I, I'm sure I could have found something. While we were doing this, I decided that um I just don't have any I don't have enough of a stew cooking right now. I've got a lot of bets that I actually feel like very reasonable about. Yeah. You know, some value plays, Uh some bets that I think are going to hit. So let's just get grimy with it because, you know, it's championship weekend. It's the PFL champion. The biggest championships in sports happening this Friday. You're going. I'm going to be watching six title fights, $6 million being handed out. So I cooked up a stew, buddy. Cooked up a championship favorite parlay soup. Six of them. We talked about all the fights. So we will have to get into it again. Kayla Harrison, Livio Obel-Mercier, Ante Delija, Brendan Lognate, Sadabu Sy, and Rob Wilkinson. All six of them down, paying out at plus 633. F it. Let's have a good time.
2: I mean, I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that because I'm riding on all of those people anyway. <laughs> and, and it seems
3: like a lock that it's going to hit. Like, I can't imagine that I don't win all my money right now.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. PFL. PFL is like Bellator. It's where you feel all you feel so confident about your bets. And then you get halfway through the first fight and you're like, oh, I'm no. probably going to lose some money tonight. When I see the Bellator like intro, it like gives me PTSD and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm about to lose some money. Like, I'm about to lose some money. That's that's all I know.
3: You know, maybe I'm gonna lose money. I don't think so. I think I'm gonna hit a plus 630 parlay and just just feel the vibes, baby.
2: I love it. I love it. I mean, you want me to be totally honest? I'm all right if I lose money. I don't mind losing money if I'm at the card in person. It just makes it that much sweeter if I do win money. Oh, it's
3: just, it's just the best. So, did you come up with a Thanksgiving any any kind of gimmick Thanksgiving bet? I can't no little, think of no one. turkey, mashed potatoes, nothing.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like what, what could we even cheese. do? Like uh, Bubba That's sounds hard. like someone that would be at a Thanksgiving table. Yeah, I don't know, man.
3: Maybe you just do maybe you just do a parlay. Every every bet on the card. You just parlay them all up. <laughs> just a a Thanksgiving feast of a bet.
2: That sounds smart to me, man. Just
3: feast or famine. You get them all, just I mean just I, a big payout.
2: I don't see what could go wrong there. Uh Kayla, Kayla Harrison's the cranberry sauce. There's no one with a T. No. Yeah, I can't think of anything. No. I was I was gonna do like turkey. I was gonna do yeah. Tabao, Tabao could be Turkey.
3: I mean, T-ball. sure, but we can't bet. on it. You know, it, just, it is what it is. We don't have to force anything. We've we've done our duty. We've given bets. We're making money. You're going to the card. Yeah. It's going to be great. And then we've got the UFC back next week. So we're...
2: Let's go. We're cooking Big with card gas. Big card next week. Big card next week. Big uh, card. Yeah, so I, I ended up with seven singles uh Brennan Logname, name money line minus 105 Rob Wilkinson money line minus 165 Ante Deia money line minus 210 I said minus fi- minus 215 earlier actually I got it at minus 210 uh, Sadi Boussay 160 uh Maris Marias under two and a half minus 195 Wilkinson Ahmedov my, under three and a half minus 140. I added the Kayla Harrison Larissa Pacheco over one and a half minus 160 during the show. I have a parlay, Magomed Magomed Karamov, OAM, Kayla Harrison, pays out for me at minus 115, that same three, add Dakota Ducheva, add Ante Delizia, that pays out at plus 240, looking to add in all overs, over one and a half if they drop, and uh, we'll probably parlay up, fight does not go to a decision for the heavyweight over, I mean for the heavyweight chip and the light heavyweight chip.
3: Yeah, uh I'll... I'm going to try and add some props if we ever get them. Maybe we don't. You know, maybe I don't know PFL if we're going just to, doesn't man. exist with props, and that's. Uh, we'll have to write a letter. Somebody should write a letter. Uh, for that right, right now. All right, want to
2: deliver it directly to to their chairman.
3: That's important. Oh yeah, just talk to Ray. Be like, hey Ray, man, to call call some people. Let's make some things happen here. Uh, I am on uh, the Harrison Pacheco over. Three and a half rounds at plus 145. I'm also going to take, I think, a half-shove bet on Harrison where I'll just push half the stack on her. That's not set yet, but Harrison is also uh, in a parlay. We'll get to that. I'm on Brendan Lagnan with you. I'm on onto Delija. I would love to get a prop for Delijah by KO inside the distance. Yes. I don't have those up yet, but I'd love that. I'm taking a shot on Julia Budd at plus 190. Taking a shot on Marlon Marais at plus 120. I'm on uh, Delijah's shuffle over one and a half at minus 145. I'm on OAM and Stevie Ray over four and a half at minus 175. Then I'm got a Kayla Harrison, OAM parlay at minus 204. And I cooked up the Thanksgiving feast, the championship favorite parlay, six legs, all of the favorites in all six of the championship fights, plus 633, just capping off the weekend in style.
2: There it is. The PFL World it? Championships. Who else is doing this? No one. Nobody. Nobody, but no bets bar. That's what we Why do. Were the
3: best, the biggest podcast in the game.
2: Wish we had more gimmicks, this card, but you know, what are you going to do? It's PFL Not championships. We had a lot of bets in action. Hopefully it's a good night. I will be there. If you're at the beautiful Hulu theater in uh beautiful New York, New York connected to the Madison square garden, come say what's good. Uh, and hopefully we, we can cash some bets together until next week. UFC Orlando. Cannot wait for that one. Steven Thompson. Wonderboy going up against Kevin Holland. That should be, be exciting.
3: Uh also just because I want to throw it out there right now. Throw it. Something for us to be thinking about. I mean, obviously this weekend, th- those dogs are gonna do the thing. It's Georgia Tech, you know, as we, as we continue the march. That Steven Thompson card, I don't I don't know if uh if you looked at the at the date uh
2: championship we're... against LSU. It it
3: would appear that there may be a conflict of sporting events on that particular Saturday. And uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm I'm looking into going. I yes. haven't I haven't secured a ticket, um, but uh looking into going to support the dogs. So, let's
2: go. I need it. You gotta be in the building. Uh seven o'clock start. I can understand that. I can understand that because I, it's I
3: like that because they don't want to counter program George LSU. which is that's
2: smart. That that is actually exactly why they're doing it. I mean, you can be home easily, you know, go out, party a little bit, miss the prelims, get home for the main card. Oh, I'll be home for the main. Main card's sweet. Derrick Brunson, Jack Taito Titus, Sergey Pavlovich, Mateus, Nicolao, Matt Schnell, RDA, Brian Barbarina, and then Wonder Boy, Kevin Holland. I mean, I'm I'm down for that. Uh also. Think we might do our, our first little one championship talk because uh little man by the name of Rainer de Ritter goes on Friday oh, night, and they have recently been posting odds love for that. him. That is parlay Peace City for my guy.
3: I wanna be clear, I am I drive the RDR bandwagon. Uh if you guys have I'm on it. board. I am I, on board. I am the man who got him ranked in the MMAfighting.com global rankings—the only rankings that matter. I have been driving the the RDR bandwagon forever, and I am I am ready. I, my body is ready for him to just continue his reign of dominance.
2: Uh, honestly, like a pretty decent one card. Roberto Soldic making his his one debut. It's gonna be
3: just lights out, banger.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm actually looking forward to this. I will definitely, uh, definitely get I some action down. I love it. Just
3: dabbling all around.
2: I love it. I love it. Give me the cross-promotion parlays all day long. Uh, yeah, should be great. Next weekend should be great. This weekend should be great. We're just going to coast right into the holidays, man. And then we'll just flip the calendar Beautiful. and start it all over, baby. I'm I'm so excited about some future bets. For, that's gonna be that's, a good podcast that's too. That's gonna be a good that's podcast teasing too. Teasing you guys I the was say, pod. Great tease there. Who does it? Nobody but know bets else? barred. We're we are gonna make this episode short. Nope. Can't another do hour, it. Another hour fifteen in the can. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> it doesn't matter the content. It doesn't matter the subject matter. We're gonna go at least we had an hour.
3: Six championship fights. We had to.
2: Right Couldn't away. be helped. Uh, all right. Till next week, my man. (laughs) Love
3: you guys.
1: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.